Hey, this is Alex Terranova, and this is the Dream Mason Podcast. We've been taught to behave, to fit in, to follow the rules, but Dream Masons reject conventional thought. Dream Masons are rebels. They take a chisel to the marble that is typical traditional life. They carve out brilliance and broadcast it to the world. Join me for another chapter as we unmask convention, embrace the rebels within us, and more deeply come to explore the complex and agitated edges of our existence. Now, before we get started, please don't be a rebel yet and grab your phone and hit that little button that says subscribe. Thank you. Because your dreams don't build themselves. What's up? It's Alex Terranova. This is another episode of the Dream Mason podcast, and this is a special episode, and this is the episode that you've for sure been looking forward to or not been looking forward to, but whatever you do, don't hit stop or end or throw away your phone out the window or whatever you would do to avoid this. We're going to have a political conversation, but not the kind of political conversation where we're going to tell you like who to vote for or what to vote for, because that's up to you. What we're actually going to have a conversation about is like where you come from where when you're like making these decisions. Like what part of you is deciding who to vote for or what to vote for or even if you should vote at all. And I have a guest with me today who's one of my very good friends, somebody I partner with a lot of things on. She's appeared on this podcast. She's if if you follow me, she's involved in different things that I do. Um she is a meditation teacher. She's a Reiki instructor. She teaches courses for Entrepreneur Magazine and like helps people in the business world to become more mindful and grounded. Um, she's just like all around talented and, and powerful in helping people bring the wisdom of kind of like the old ancient world into our modern day society. Corinne Summers, welcome. Thanks for being here with me in this conversation. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. What an intro. It's great to be here with you guys and have this very important um, conversation. I agree. Don't hang up. Don't <laughs> don't leave. We'll keep it easy. We'll stay gentle. <laughs> yeah, and we wanted to do this because we're both like, man, we're all fucked up, for lack of a better word, because of all the stress and anxiety and all the tension that's going on. And like, we're not here to say like, hey, vote for this person or that person or this policy. Because, like, again, because everybody's different and everybody does need to choose like what for them. But we also want to expand. And the place I want to start with you is, is that I, the first idea that I had was I was talking to my mom about the way that we were voting. And I said, you know, something that I noticed is when I was choosing who to vote for, not just in the people, but in like the, the propositions and things, which are different everywhere we live, right? Was I think most people vote for what's gonna best impact them. And as I was voting, I started to think, I wanna vote for what most is gonna impact my society and my community for the better. Because while that might not be best for me in the moment, I think overall, if my community and society is better, then my life is actually better. It kind of like works its way around. Whereas if I vote for what's better for me, but my society and my community is falling apart, then great. I'm live. It's like I'm living in a castle and everyone is peasants all around me. And that doesn't seem like fun. What are your thoughts on that? That's really interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way before. And I bet most people don't. Um, I'm, I'm sure most people vote for what 
either what they've been told to their whole lives and, you know, some kind of idea they've adopted about politics and they're just kind of checking the box year after year, or they've done some digging and thought about it and it is, you know, what they believe would best impact themselves. Um, but maybe that also includes society and community for people. But again, it's a really interesting differentiation to make. And I think as a whole, yeah, we wanna be thinking about what's the best for our society long-term. That could also mean different things to different people. So one person could think that the best thing for society is one thing and their friend or their neighbor could think that the complete opposite candidate was. So above all, we have to do what feels right to us. And that's the beauty of voting that we get to make our own decisions. Um, you know, I'm definitely not someone to tell anybody else who they should vote for, but what values and ideas about the world uh, do you have? And are you using those to make your decision? Yeah, I like that, right, that based on where you live and how you live and everything, those things would be different. And so then that brings us to the next kind of point that we were talking about, which is like, where do you come from when you're voting? Like, what's the, the, the cars run on gasoline? What's the gasoline that drives you to vote? Not to actually get there, but to the motivation factor. So like, some people vote based on all the policies, right? They like, you might as well take a list of all the things the candidates say, and they look for like how many things they, boxes they check that you agree with. And that's the kind of stuff we hear all the time, right? Like, how do they feel about abortion? How do they feel about climate change? How do they feel about gay marriage? All these things, right? There's people right, that right, vote right. just straight like that. I don't, personally, I don't think that makes sense. Like, I think there's something to it, right? If somebody outwardly says something that I completely disagree with, then that's gonna might impact me. But I think for me more, I wanna look at like the character of the human being because I think like these are our leaders. These are the people that stand in front of us that our children look up to, that, are, um, that we as adults do what they say, we follow them. And if their character and their being and their intention and their energy is wacky or, or disgusting or whatever, or beautiful, whatever, but their policies align, that just like doesn't work for me. Like I, I consider the policies, but I also am like, who is the person that I'm following more so than just what do they believe in? What, what, do, you, what do you think? Well, that's interesting too, especially in light of this election, because you know, it's who are they being also in front of people versus what are they doing to back up what they say and how they might be presenting themselves. Um, so, you know, it, I mean, people can come out and pretend to be whatever they want and their actions and their policies could say something completely different. So in this election, we have a unique opportunity where both candidates and sometimes it's, you know, in the case of who you're voting for, for Senate and other positions as well, many of them have been in office and it's who they're being externally matching with who they're being behind the scenes and the kinds of um, actions that they're taking, the policies that they're putting in place and the, the ripple effect of their role as a leader, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it totally does. I think, I think that's one of the reasons why I don't like lean heavily on policies because look, just in my... 38 years alive and I, I studied history. 
um, especially American history, often what people say they're going to do and what they actually do are very different. A lot of politicians say they're going to do things. And it's not even actually politicians. Look at your friends and loved ones and coworkers. Lots of people say they're going to do things and they never actually do them. So to me, that's why I only lean so much on the, on the policies and more about the character and the human being. Um, let's kind of like keep this going because I think the next piece is like, what's the, like, why do you actually vote? And, I, and, I'll, and I'll keep going with like starting here. For me, it's, um, first of all, I kind of feel like it's, it's not, it's a privilege right? There's people all over the world that don't get to, that that's not an option. And, and that to kind of just dismiss that you have this thing that other people don't, it just feels, doesn't sit well with me. Um, I don't really love voting. I don't think the process, I do, I think my like one vote counts so much. Probably not. Like I've never seen an election come down to one vote. <laughs> um, however, I think it's more about the, the, uh, the thematic or contextual belief that like I've been given this thing that other people haven't been given. So it doesn't feel okay to just throw it away. And it feels like a responsibility as a person who has a vote to use the vote. And if we all had that approach, then it could potentially come down to one vote or it could come down to close things. And I also think like, how do we, actually, I'm going to say this. I'm going to use this as the next thing. Go ahead. What do you, what do you, how do you feel? And like, why do you vote or not vote? I don't actually know what you do. Well, I was going to completely agree with you. I voted every election since I was 18. Um, it's absolutely something I will always do, even when I'm conflicted and uncertain about some of the details of who I'm voting for, I always vote. And I am someone who does my research. You know, I really look into the, into candidates. Um, I am registered as an independent and I'm someone who, you know, I, I, I like to say I really vote based on the candidate and sometimes the candidate is a Republican and sometimes the candidate is a Democrat. And I, you know, I go back to my values and who I am as a person and then who is the most aligned with a lot of these values. It doesn't mean I agree with them on every single issue. I think that's actually really rare to find. We're all very unique and very different, but overall who is for the, the greater good and the most aligned with my values and it is an honor it's a privilege and a responsibility and sometimes you know especially like this year we're feeling the weight of that responsibility um and it can be easy to want to push it away and not have to make the decision and not be responsible but i think it's really important that no matter how how you feel on this that you you claim that even in an energetic perspective. You know, I like to think about everything from the energy of it. And it's kind of weakening your own power in the world to say, well, I'm just going to throw my vote away. And I'm just not going to do that because I'm too conflicted. I think it's important to get to the place that we can decide and claim a decision for ourselves and register that support in the world energetically one way or another make that that kind of statement or claim um, as a woman also we've only you know this over 100 years ago we weren't able to vote so it's an extra privilege as a woman to be able to go out and hear have my voice heard um, there are also elections that have been really close in like certain states as well that are like 100 votes or some crazy amount and um, you know your voice matters your vote matters even even if you think it doesn't like hear that from me today that it does it absolutely does and you could be the difference you never know 
You actually just said something too that's really interesting, right? Like women have been able to vote for basically like a hundred years, right? Like some of it was like the twenties, I think. What was night? Like I think it was nineteen twenty. So wouldn't that be exactly a hundred years? It's, yeah, and but here's the crazy thing: black women have been able to vote for less than a hundred years. It was like the fifties or the sixties. I, I I know I'm not right on the date, but I know that it's not earlier than that. They were like the essentially the last group of Americans. And when I think about that, like we're sitting here as two white people having this conversation. But when I think about that, I'm like, that is insane that like in our parents' lifetime, I actually realized this because my mom realized it. And she went, I can't believe in my lifetime and your dad's lifetime, black women essentially were struggling for the vote. And I don't know if you also know this. This is a, an interesting fact. Black women are the most educated group of people in the United States. Like as a percentage, they have the highest, they go for like the highest degrees. And it's not that there are more black women with high levels of education, but percentage wise, they are the group. And so it's like, this is a group of people who got this vote latest and has done so much work to improve themselves in, in, in academia in a world, in a thing that America says is really important. And it reminds me to be like, man, to throw away your vote or to not vote is like to dismiss what other people have worked so hard to gain. And that feels shitty in itself. Um, I want to, I have two more things I want to, I want us to hit on, which is, and this is less about the, what's actually going on and more about kind of like looking forward. So the first thing is what you would like to see be different in politics. And then the next thing we're going to talk about well-being within politics. But so for me, the thing that I would like to see is everything seems to be all or nothing, which has us not be in the same conversations. So the example that I always use, and it's very intense and dramatic, is pro-life and pro-choice. Um, right? Highly contested issue. And if, we, and if we look at it like on a very like black and white slate, one group is saying we shouldn't kill babies. And the other group is saying women should have the right to decide what to do with their body. Now, if you break that down, one group is saying we shouldn't kill babies. I don't know anyone on this earth who thinks we should kill babies, right? I, don't, I just don't know anyone that Correct. thinks we should kill Correct. babies. Yeah. Also, I think most people, if you just said, hey, we should all have the freedom to do with our bodies as we want, I think most people, like high majority, would be like, I agree with that, right? There's yep. people that like, I don't want to wear a mask because it's my body. I don't want to be get a vaccine because it's my body. I want to decide what to do with my body, like sexually or whatever. So I think most of us would agree. Now, the interesting thing is we took two things that are different conversations, not killing babies, one conversation. Freedom of choice to do with your body, a different conversation. And like rhinos, we rammed them into each other and went, okay, now you have to pick. It's not the same choice. Like how do we, and we do this with everything, right? It's either like we have to save the planet and do everything or we have to like open up more coal mines. Like I know saving the planet and having energy and power are not the same conversation. But I challenge people to say when things get thrown into a political sphere, they become unsolvable. That's why we put things into a political sphere, because then we don't actually have to deal with them. We just get to fight about them. So I would love to see politicians and people that go, wait a minute, 
I believe that we shouldn't be killing babies. And I also believe that women should have the right to choose of their body. How do we create a win-win? How can everybody actually find a space where they can live in harmony and together? And if you tell me it's impossible, then we're all fucked forever. But there has to be a way to do it. We've pet people on the moon. We've invented all sorts of things. We have to be a way to find ways to create where we can all win in all, in all different situations. What do you got? So when are you running for office? Because <laughs> that's the kind of candidate I want to see up there too, man. I mean, it is t- crazy to me, the amount of time that is wasted and the number of bills that are fought over and don't pass, the number of years that we get to the end of the year every year and don't have a budget approved for the next year. So we have to, you know, people can't work. We, everything's paused. We always have a lame duck season. Like there's just so much bullshit in politics and enough is enough. It's time for the curve. It's time for things to shift. And um, I completely agree. We need politicians. We need leaders that are willing to come back to the middle and get out of their emotion. You know, it's interesting because when I watch politicians on either side of the aisle, um, it's, it's difficult for me actually to watch TV anymore or listen to a lot of this stuff because of the way I notice as someone that's in tune with my body and my emotions, the way it makes me feel. It makes me feel like I'm watching the Kardashians, like I'm watching some dramatic, drawn out, over amplified television show where we're exactly this, we're two rhinos on the other side of the, you know, just ramming back and forth into each other. Everybody's blind in the heat of their emotions, um, which reminds me of a meditation that I often lead in both the corporate space and with my one-on-one students, which is a, I talk about the 90 second emotional response cycle that when we have something hit us, that is like a negative or something we disagree with. When somebody says something that's like, we consider inflammatory because it is not in resonance, it's not in agreement with what we think, we have an immediate flush of negative emotions and the ones that are associated with the stress response, right? So cortisol and adrenaline and most people react or speak from that space. Even our politicians, you could see it in every debate, right? We're, we're, We're speaking from reactions rather than mindfully taking 90 seconds to let the the actual stress hormones flush through if we just breathe for a moment and take a pause and we can all we can all use this in our everyday lives as we're having these conversations with people which i'm sure will continue for some time notice yourself in your own responses are you giving yourself a few moments of distance to just breathe and let go of the negativity that might be flowing through you so that you can come back to that middle ground and maybe Look at things from a different perspective, because um, I truly believe that everybody is is speaking from a place of where they think they're doing the right thing, and they think what they're saying is right. They think that what they believe is right and for the greater good. So if we could understand that a little better or come back together on that a little more, like, hey, we all want what's want what's best for everybody. How do we actually get there and create a win win? I love that. And thanks for like giving actually a practice wrapped into that. Um, I know that's like one of the hardest things when we're dealing with friends and family. It's even harder. Like most of us can do it like out in the world with like in business situations, right? We don't let, we don't like fly off the handle all the time. But I know that is often really challenging with our friends and loved ones because we're like so comfortable, we just react 
And I, I, I totally agree with you. If we could all take a breath and slow down and sometimes it would actually be okay to say to somebody like, Hey, I need a minute before I respond. Like I need a second. Like, yeah, like it's okay. Like we don't think we can do that. Right. But I could say to you, if we were having a debate, give me a second, let me like take a breath, think and give the response I want to give versus just the, the rapid fire. Um, yeah, I think I wanna... we, could all, we could all learn from that one. And I do that all the time, actually. Um, my family relationships have taken a lot of time, effort, and work over the years. And that's a practice that as a family, we decided on. Like, hey, and that's yes. a conversation you could have with your families or with people that you care about. Look, I'm going to ask for a break if I need one because I love you. And that's the bottom line, right? Is going back to, I love you. I want a positive relationship with you. We can think different things and disagree, but still have love for each other. And so I am going to take the step back because I want to respond from a place of love and not from that immediate reaction of fear. I hate you. You are ridiculous. You know, the things that we might actually want to say in that yeah. heat of the moment. Let's give people one last thing, which is things to do for their well being right now during, like, we're, we're, I don't know. We're recording this on Friday, October 30th. Election is in basically five days. We're going to release this before. But what can people be doing now through the election to whatever drama comes after to actually take care of themselves? And again, I'll start. Um, I think you need to limit your consumption of what you're letting into your space. So something I have been doing is news once a day. Once a day, I go and I look at news websites and I look at articles and I read and I educate myself and I inform myself. Once a day, typically it's not longer than a half an hour to an hour and then I am done. No more looking at stuff. I do the exact same thing with Facebook and LinkedIn um, where I go on, I might post, I might look and then I shut it down. It's not on my phone. I don't like, I take, I took it all off. So it's like, I actually have to use a computer um, but I give myself one moment a day and that, it feels like I'm just pouring less toxins into myself. So it's like, I still need to go look at some of this stuff. I don't want to be uninformed, but I don't need to look at it every hour or every, like every four hours or every two minutes. I think another thing that I've been doing is I just make sure I meditate every morning to start my day. And also when days are getting conflicted and more heated, I make sure I also get a break in the middle of the day away from my technology, away from my work, away from all these things, away from people that might feel toxic. Um, and I do something like walk my dog, go outside, stand in the sun, listen to music, read a book. The, and, and the way I put it, I shared this with someone the other day, is a lot of us have been got, gotten great at mastering our morning routine. Imagine your morning routine is like you have your cell phone on the battery charger in the morning. Well, by the time you get to lunch or one or two, the battery's fucking worn out. You need to charge it again. If you're going to get through the rest of the day, you need to charge yourself up again. We do it with food. We do it with water. You need to do it with some exercises. It could be like those breaks could be it. It could be another meditation. And honestly, sometimes at the end of the day, you need to charge it again also before you go into your sleep so you can actually sleep well. What do you got? What are, what are ways that you're staying your well-being and, uh, and you would, would advise for people? Um, all the things you just said were phenomenal. The, that's what I'm recommending to my clients right now as well. Um, the digital detox and the media, the mindful media approach of I only spend a limited amount of time and literally set a timer for yourself. It's just too easy, guys, to get wrapped up in all the chaos out there and you could spend all day on it. And that is not good for your mind and body. It is not good for anybody. Um, so 
everything Alex just said. I also want to point out, um, so one of the things that has really kind of added extra stress for me is the experience I've had at the grocery store where I see everybody driving around with carts full of chips and booze. And it's like, literally they'll have like 10 bags of chips and like four bottles of vodka and 10 bottles of wine and a couple cases of beer. And I'm like, oh my God, but, but your body though. And we can't, we don't, um, think clearly. We can't respond clearly if our body's full of junk. So I would just say, you know, I get it that this is a time where we might want to rush to buy a bunch of booze and just drink all of our fears and trauma away, but it is, it's, it's not going to be put you in a place to respond, um, responsibly to, or have those, have those powerful, positive conversations with people, which is, I know, I know is what we all really want. So, um, that's just my little, uh, PSA for taking care better care of your mind and body. Try to limit the consumption of processed foods and too much alcohol and those kinds of things, because it just weighs you down. And then your body has to detox all of that stuff before it can get back to a place of feeling good. Um, it's, you know, when we're, when we're already under stress, that's just going to further weaken your immune system and put you in a position where you could get sick. Um, you know, another big, big thing that we're all trying to stay away from these days. So take care of yourself in all of those ways, the, you know, food, diet, staying hydrated, getting enough sleep, making sure that you're getting some kind of physical exercise. Um, I personally have a daily dance party to my favorite song because it's literally, it's one of the best ways to shift my energy. I don't always actually even feel like meditating or doing yoga these days, all the extra time inside. Sometimes I feel like my body just needs to move and I need to really like a more drastic shift of energy. And so that's when I take up really goofy dancing or watching something that makes me laugh, talking to somebody that makes me feel good. Um, these are other ways that we can raise our vibration and, you know, having conversations with people that are in an, in an elevated space as well um, can help, can help us stay balanced through all of this. Thanks so much for uh, being here, doing this episode with me, help co helping me co-create it, like, and, and just deciding. Um, you and I just want to let people know you and I are creating a new podcast that's going to be out in the world very soon. It's called the frequency shifters. It's all about energy and all the, like, I don't even, it's all the things that exist in the world that we necessarily can't see or feel or touch, but exist. And you're more of an expert on these things than I am. And I'm coming in as kind of just like to learn and to, to, to kind of, uh, be the person for people to really who are new to this. So it's a safe space and you get to create that space for experts. So thanks for including me in that. And pe people, please look out for frequency shifters and you can get information on all of this and um, at your website. So if people go, they can find out about you. They can find out, they'll be able to find out more about this on your website, which is artisan pharmacy. Pharmacy is spelled with an F like farm, F-A-R-M. So you got yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, artisan, I wasn't going to spell the whole thing, but artisan pharmacy. Um, and they can learn everything they need to know about you, find all your socials, all the things, and they'll be able to keep up with like frequency shifters as we get closer to launching that. So the last thing I want to say is please go vote. Don't, uh, don't neglect this opportunity you have. If you didn't mail in your ballot, just take it to the place and drop it off. Don't mail it in and hope it gets there on time. Um, consider it's like showing up for lunch on a lunch date. If the date's at 12, be there at 12. Don't hope that somebody's going to sit around waiting for you to arrive at 12.05 or 12.10 and just be like, I was only a few minutes late. Have integrity, vote, uh, and um, 
Thanks for listening to this episode. Please share it with somebody who you think needs to hear it. Um, and we'll see you next time. Can I add one last thing? Go for it. Remember, so we it's Halloween this weekend. It's also a full moon, a rare second second full moon in the same month. Daylight savings is on Sunday, and we have this heated election coming up. These are all things that are known to create extra chaos in the world and some weird energy. Um, so I just want to remind everybody that from like you know, that external energetic perspective, think about all these things that are going on and how much our, our patterns and, um, you know, even our circadian rhythms with that, that, uh, daylight savings shift can impact us. So be extra gentle with yourselves and with your loved ones and the people around you. Remember, we don't always know what other people have going on. And in, in light of all of this, let's just flow, try to flow with ease and protect our own peace. Remember it's yours to protect your peace is yours to protect. So protect your peace, be brave, we'll see, be calm, and we'll see you soon. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thanks for being here on the Dream Mason podcast. Please remember to share this with somebody who needs to hear it. Thanks for listening. Honestly, I'm just a rebel who found a cause and has a dream, and I'm super grateful for your support. If you got anything from this, please help me out and share this podcast with one person today. You can find me at thedreammason.com or at inspirationalalex on Instagram. You are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves.